Welcome back, everyone, to the Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. We have a special guest with us today. His name is Ben. Ben, how are you? I am exhausted. I just got my first shot of a COVID-19 vaccine, which will be an interesting time capsule for this podcast as we reminisce. Um, <laughs> but I am beat, but I am still here. So I'm happy to be here, Eric. Thanks for having me on, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. And of course, with us always is Matt. Matt, how are you? Um, I just woke up. So who's that? It's one thirty-eight. If anyone's curious, yeah, that's what happens when you work overnight, <laughs> and you have an apartment complex that loves to do construction, and you don't get sleep all week. So I th- there's I that. Think we're all tired right now because I I had neighbors that partied until like three forty-five in the morning, which which who does that? For real. You didn't like, go over there? You didn't, like, go hang out? No. I, I mean... You I, should. I should. You should go over there with the six-pack and just be, like, the to- <laughs> no. the biggest buzzkill. You know, no, we like should you, just show up with Jägermeister. <laughs> oh, yeah, be the biggest bro. Find a hat, turn it backwards, put on a shirt from, like, middle school that you can barely squeeze into. Just go and you just, just be completely annoying. Be like, oh, I thought you guys wanted Barty. What are you talking about? This is late. And then just, yeah, start slamming White Claws. You guys don't have Natty Ice with you? What's going on here? Oh, man. Uh, no, but it was it was completely obnoxious. They didn't stop until, like, uh, after 345. Uh, so I am running on a few hours of sleep. What you should do is you should put honey underneath their uh, welcome mat. And they will have more ants than they ever thought possible. And they'll never figure it out. Because by the time they see it, like it'll have dried up, so it looked like you know, like excrement. I don't really know what the rating is on this podcast, um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it'll, we swear all the time. So. Yeah, you swore a lot in the last one, but uh, yeah, it, it won't. It'll just look like crud, and yeah, the, the ants will never leave them alone. Maybe smeared along the door frame. I don't, I don't know. It's spitball in here. Your neighbors don't listen to this podcast, do they? No, no. probably not. <laughs> And if they do, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, we're slowly turning this into a revenge podcast now. It's well, it, about anime for, and video games. For six hundred dollars, you can buy a subwoofer so loud it should probably be able to rattle the dishes out of their cabinet. So if you just buy that and just lay it and put it against the wall and just play um, porn, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, porn doesn't have quite the base. You know, that you're looking for. <laughs> um, personally, I like to play like three versions of one song. So like you can't focus on it. Like if you if you type in just like you open up three tabs of YouTube and just put th- the same song on there like two oh seconds apart. It's infuriating <laughs> because you can't, that you can't focus off. on the lyrics or the rhythm. It's just so dissonant that you're just like. Ah! And I used to really piss some of my roommates off with that. Just a fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> an expert in psychological roommate warfare oh man uh, yeah. I'll, I'll so there we go something like that all right so uh we're going to be talking about from <laughs> games, but before we do Dark that Souls. <laughs> ben what got you into gaming so that is an impossibly difficult question uh so i am the youngest of three so i don't know what the birth order is for you folks but the fun thing I'm about the youngest so being a young kid, like you can tell you're like a teenager, you don't have your own thoughts. Like people just are already ahead of you and they're like, here, we like this now. So now we're going to play this or here. You know, we watch these movies. 
So like my earliest memories of video games are probably with the NES for all these 17 year olds listening. And, and you know, it's going to hurt a little bit to have a guy. What's that? Uh, you know, just playing that probably in first or second grade, but we had the Sega Genesis in my third, by the time I was in third or fourth grade, we already had the Sega Genesis. Um, so we were playing that, you know, consistently every Saturday. And I was one of those terrible kids that would lose sleep, wake up early to play the game by myself because otherwise my big brother would take it from me. So by the time he woke up, I had already played for three or four hours. Yep. <laughs> you know, which yep. when you're looking back, you're like, oh, wow, that's really not healthy. Uh, I know that life, though. I mean, just you, you had to do what you had to do. Like if, if you're fighting for time on a console, you take whatever you can get. I understand that. Oh, see, my brother got pissed off when I played his Final Fantasy save files. <laughs> so I, I could never... He, he disallowed me for playing Final Fantasy. So. Sold, sold all his max level materia and just bought... Just invested in uh, ether potions. Yeah, he, he oh got so mad that <laughs> I, I played his Final Fantasy 7 save file. And he's like, don't ever play my game. I'm like, okay, sorry. I was, I was actually pretty nice to my brother for the most part. Now that I think about it, but that's that's pretty that's pretty cruel, man. That's cool. And that's coming from me. You know, I'm probably the meanest of the three of us. Uh, so I'm trying to, to tell all your viewers here that I'm going to try to be nice so that I get invited back because uh, naturally I'm kind of like just naturally a, a, a real prat. So uh, in order to to get invited back to these, I'm going to try to be nice and compliment my friends Matt and Eric. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you very much. It's an honor. Uh, I've been listening to this podcast, you know, from day one, the first episode, you know. So I just want to really appreciate you guys uh, letting me on your your lengthy career here as podcasters. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so in particular, how did you get involved with Dark Souls? Because we both know you for the Dark Souls, at least Dark Souls 3. Because you introduced us into that. No, see, you got introduced to Dark Souls 3. I got introduced to Dark Souls when I got drunk. Okay, so we both got introduced into (laughs) a Dark Souls game by Ben. They just happened to be different games under different circumstances. Because I was also drunk when you introduced (laughs) me to Dark Souls 3. (laughs) I think we're discovering a theme here. Yeah, yeah, apparently I'm a pusher. Uh, difficult <laughs> games, uh, probably to make my low self-esteem better. I'll force people to play games that I'm better at than them. I'm sure that's that's a really healthy behavior. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, I uh, and I'm going to try to let you people talk because I could probably talk for three and a half hours straight. Uh, you know, so if you guys have got a long car ride planned, you know, this is definitely the the podcast for you to learn about a game you've never played. I'm sure that that definitely be interesting but i first got into it from my brother-in-law who just bought it randomly because he heard it was a good game and it was obviously and uh he played it he wouldn't let me play which is like really weird like he's one of those guys it's like an evening a funny evening is to like have him sit and play video games and the family watches which is not fun i don't don't know where he got that from probably because he's the big brother so (laughs) his family he probably thought that's normal but as a little brother, I'm like, okay, all right, my turn. But uh, So I got it uh, at home, and I actually have a really fun introduction to Dark Souls that n- nobody cares about, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so if anyone has ever played this game, once you get off Tutorial Island, 
which will kill you far more than you would have expected. Um, but after yep. you get off, there's three paths you can take. There's the easy path, and that's quote unquote easy. There's the hard path, and then there's the you're an absolute idiot if you're going to play this path for the first time. And the really hard path you'll never find. But when you first get to like the off the island, there's this huge castle that's right in front of you. And you're like, oh, I should go to the huge fucking castle. And then there's this moss-covered mountain. It's completely green. And there's a moss-covered staircase to get up. So you just look to your right and you see this wall of green. And you're like, well, that's I, clearly not where I'm supposed to go. So you go into the big fucking castle. And the big fucking castle is incredibly difficult if you've never played the game. So I first started playing it. I first started, I, I went and I was like, holy shit, this game is really hard. You know, like I, I died probably 10 times to the first like three enemies. I was like, Jesus, you really earn your stripes in this thing. But I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't like to lose. I'm sure you guys have noticed that. And I'm not like one of those one-upper people, but I do like to win. Uh, so I just, just barreled. I called it head versus wall. And probably three play sessions and 10 hours later, I had gotten to the first checkpoint. And it was I was like, God, this game is unbearably hard. <laughs> and at that point, like, there's your character's so new, he can't repair his own equipment. So the one weapon I had broke. And I was half, and I was through the first, the checkpoint. You can't travel. So, like, I'm stuck in a place where I can't do anything. All I could do was punch creatures, and I was doing, you know. <laughs> and I was like, this game is awful. Like, why, why, it's a game that punishes you for playing it. You know, and this is, that's a, that was a new concept back then. Death Stranded hadn't been invented yet. Death Stranding hadn't been invented yet. You know, of a game that hates you for playing it. Uh, and then I, so I, I finally felt like such a, 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 a cheater. I looked up, and they're like, avoid the firebombs. I'm like, nobody's casting firebombs. They're like, oh, you need to go up the staircase. I'm like, Whoa. So, yeah. So my first two weeks of playing the game, I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. Uh, so, that's, yes, that's how I got into Dark Souls, to answer your question. So what you did to me when I was drunk is start my characters to go to the fucking castle? Did I make you fight the skeletons that collapse when you hit them? You might have. No, no. I wouldn't have done that to you. Because that, that would have been like a let's pick on Matt uh, moment. And I think we can both agree that there's easier ways to do that than to force yeah, you to play. You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. <laughs> it's pretty easy to insult me. Um, or pick on me. So. Well, it's more. there's just more efficient ways of doing it that's all i'm saying you know yeah um, that's true but it's, it's entirely possible i'm pretty sure i was like hey you might want to go up toward the right uh, i swear because all i remember is the castle and then fighting the fucking dark knight and getting a oh, sword oh, no, no. Then- that's the easy area that's the easy area you puss yeah yeah start, <laughs> start dark Souls and, and head <laughs> head toward the catacombs and the first two and they're skeletons because you know like in any game like from back in the day you're like the lowest level creature you fight is either like a goblin, a rat, or a skeleton. So you're like, oh, skeletons. I must be going, you know. And you go down there. And, <laughs> and then I got the Dark Knight sword, and uh, I, that's all I cared about and wanted to use. And give that's- a fuck about any of the other weapons. There you go. Yeah. So, so it, would you say that's-, that's your favorite weapon, Matt? In Dark Souls, yes. I, I didn't give a shit about anything else. I was I, – I, I, once I got the Dark Knight – sword i was like ben I, my guy needs to use this so my guy's strength is like 30 <laughs> and everything else is like 10 
which is how everyone play their first playthrough everyone plays the fattest character with the biggest armor because you're like i don't want to take any damage so i'm gonna you know you find like this set of armor and it's like made out of stone and you're like oh i'm gonna wear the stone armor and you do and you take very little damage but of course you're way you're now holding you're carrying 240 pounds of armor so your character's not particularly spry my, my, my guy roll took him five seconds to get out of the yeah. roll. He, he, take, he takes the he takes a knee, drops to his shoulder, does a four roll, and then has to like use his weapon as a crutch to stand back up. So you're you're really better just leaning into the attack. Um, that, that that was my character. And then after your your second or third playthrough, you'll play naked. You'll play with just the loincloth and the club. Uh, the last Dark Souls game I played, I played with the starting equipment. You know, I still leveled it up, so I'm, I'm still not uh, a crazy person. I didn't do the the level one character through, but I beat it with the with the wood stick and the wood shield. So I considered that a win. I'll see. I had I had a friend who knows that I'm not besides you that does that knows that I'm not good with Dark Souls games. Uh-huh. And when I was playing Demon Souls, he sends me a message. He's like, "Yeah, my buddy did a speed run through and beat it in an hour and twenty minutes." I'm like, "Cool." I'm about five hours into the same town trying to beat the one of the bosses. So thanks. Fuck you, man. I don't give a shit about how good your buddy fucking sped run through this. All right. Oh yeah. I mean, people will, <laughs> people will beat it with like the Donkey Kong bongos. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you ever seen anybody beat it with like the Guitar Hero controller? No. Um, or the no, DDR I don't, I don't pad? Need, I don't. I don't need my self esteem to be that destroyed. <laughs> so. I, have, I have seen the uh, speed run where the guy beats it and never got hit once. The un- yes. Oh my god. That's I have you seen the one where the guy where the guy gets to the final boss and then takes damage when he has a quarter life? When the boss is down to a quarter life, he's doing a no hit run. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see that. I should link that because he I mean he obviously takes it about as well as as you think he would. (laughs) It's a it's a you know, it's a it's a it's a fifteen hour speed run. So, like, if it's your first time playing, you're in the 60 to 70 range. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know how many hours I'm in on my first run with Demon Souls. Fucking uh, asshole well, game. Well, that's the only game on the PS5 to play right now, so take your time. I know. That, that's, why I'm like, hurry. that's why I'm like, I'm going to have to go back to it eventually. <laughs> it's one of the few games on the fucking PlayStation 5 that I can play. So... <laughs> I'm sure you guys are wondering why I seem to force you to play it. And the reason why is that they're actually very good games. Uh, they do something that, that of course, now it's been copied up the, out the Yazoo, and it's now a genre. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Souls-like series, and very few games are very good at trying to copy it. Uh, but what, the cool thing they do, aside from the deliberate gameplay and sort of forcing you to learn, uh, is that the the enemy design is far superior to? That's going to sound so pretentious. Uh, the <laughs> enemy design is far superior to that you see in most RPGs. Whereas your enemies will just have in most games they'll just have a higher health pool. Like there'll be some like uh, made up difficulty. We're just like because you know you'll fight a character that's three levels higher than you. And they'll one shot you, and you have to hit them two hundred times to die. That doesn't make it the boss difficult. Like, the enemies are difficult in Dark Souls because they have a difficult moveset. Like, when's the last time you played The Witcher or an Assassin's Creed game and were like, I need to learn the moveset of my enemy? 
Oh, that, I, I had you, to do that at Demon Souls. <laughs> well, yes, that's a well, that's a it's a FromSoft game, and that's sort of the idea. You know, in Breath of the Wild, you have to do it a little bit, but for the most part, you know, when the enemy attacks, you dodge, and you know, there's not that much. the The gameplay is not quite as compelling. So, you know, like an enemy isn't harder because it has more hit points. It's harder because it's got a harder move set. You know what I mean? So you're not just fighting the same skeletons and now they're more difficult because they've got a higher health. You know, it's more difficult because they attack faster or they're, you know, they're less obvious with their attacks. They they have a rhythm to it, I feel like. Their attacks have like this general beat to them. And as long as you Mm -hmm. get that beat, you can probably dodge and counter and, and do everything that you need to. But there's still that one fucking what's her name in uh, Dark Souls Three that I've I've never bothered trying to beat her after trying to fight her like two or three times. It's that lady Frida from the DLC. No, it's not even a DLC character. Okay. It's, um, the yeah, dancing that. one. She like dances around and. Oh, you're not supposed to fight her. In the beginning, <laughs> like, well, like, no, no, no. So, the, 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 another fun part of the game, which I don't want to talk like for sixty hours straight and, and then in the podcast. Uh, but one of the other great things they do is that it's non-linear because it's a, it's a Japanese company, it's an Eastern company, and they made a Western RPG where you can kind of go anywhere. Um, you can start any path, and yes, if you start the dancer before you fought Vort, uh, that yeah, you got your ass, you got your little ass handed to you. She's like a level sixty boss. <laughs> okay well now i don't feel too bad but i still feel like a piece of shit for even trying oh yeah oh my god i couldn't i can't do anything yeah well you've only got enough stamina to roll twice and she's got eight attacks in a row and you have to roll through all eight of them <laughs> so that should have tipped you off you're like wait i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to be here but that's on you because in order for you to unlock that woman you had to kill the old lady you killed the old lady sitting in the chair did you you're I dick. mean, there's an old lady, and she was like, <laughs> she, she hands you a banner, and she says, "Go this way," and you kill her, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, you know, it's <laughs> on you, maybe. Maybe uh, no, no, because because someone someone told me I did I not. Kill- <laughs> I have never, <laughs> yeah. I have never. I, not tell you I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> Oh, Ben. Ben mm-hmm. trolled you. Oh, there we go. You back? Uh, I think we're getting technical difficulties now. <laughs> anyway, he so did told me. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> oh, if you kill her, you, there's a boss. So I, fa- I thought, to me, that sounded like kill her because there's a boss here. I really oh. appreciate you talking shit while I can't defend myself. <laughs> really. there, there he is. Okay. <laughs> I did that intentionally. Right. I unplugged it and plugged it in to see what you'd say. Okay. Because so, you know what yes, they say, yes. integrity is what you do when no one's watching. Oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you straight to your face. You told me if I killed her <laughs> that there's a boss there. So I thought to, to me that sounds, okay, there's like a hidden boss that I need to beat right here right now. So I fucking killed her. And that's why I started that fight in, to begin with. I wish I didn't because I had so many fucking souls that I couldn't get back. I was just like, yeah. they're gone forever now. <laughs> it was it's a learning experience. Yeah, that happened to me in Demon Souls where I was about to get my souls back and I died and I had at least 20,000 souls. You see? But you learned from it and you became a better person. 
You learn I did, from I your probably mistakes. killed that fucker that killed me. See? See? <laughs> but when's the last time you did something in another game where you could feel like you had that level of achievement? Like, what other game, what other, you know, how many fish did you fish up in Animal Crossing did it take before you were like, wow, I've really learned how to play this game and I feel good? I gotta say I'm proud that I've never played Animal Crossing, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> where well, I, it's a very different game, but you know what I mean. Like, not, yeah. to, not to, like, clearly Animal Crossing uh, fills a niche, but very few games give you that sense of accomplishment that from software games do. Like, there's nothing you did in Skyrim. Like, there's there's nothing you did that were like that gave you that that feeling. Like even when you crank the 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 boss, you know, the difficulty all the way up, it doesn't. It's not the same. It's the boss fights are incredible, but I, I think the game mm. does it really well. Where even the simplest enemy can fucking kill you. Because sometimes, even if you know how to fight the enemy, sometimes they're just behind a box that you didn't see. And that's it. That's all that caused you to die. (laughs) Yeah, but you see him. You just weren't looking. You can, like, see his outline. You just weren't paying attention. No. You see, most (laughs) games have taught you to play them on autopilot. You've got a quest marker. So you get this beautiful open world, and you just run straight to the quest marker. You're not even looking at it. There's no exploration. You're not learning anything. You're just going toward the big dot, you know? Like, this game has you actually learning something. You actually feel more a part of Lordran because you're running through it. You know every enemy placed around every corner. You know their moveset. You know that this enemy is going to run backwards and take you to these other three. And that's stuff you never learn. Like, there's no – you can't point to a cave in the Elder Scrolls. There's no enemy that you can say, oh, yeah, I know their moveset. No, you don't. You just block or drink healing potions. There's no character from The Witcher or from Assassin's Creed that has this that you're like, oh yeah, I, I remember their attacks. No, you don't. You know, you know they attack, and you know you drink through it or you roll through it, and that's it. Like you know, these games teach you and, and make you more familiar with this world by doing that, and it gives you a level of immersion that you don't have in other games. Like Devil May Cry, unless you play it on the absolute hardest difficulty setting, you don't know the move sets of the people you fight. I must right. say, with Demon Souls, I definitely, at least for the first map, I know their fucking move set. Oh yeah, <laughs> like because uh, I've gone back and just grinded for healing leaves and everything because mm-hmm. that fucking map took away all my healing leaves that I didn't have. So, but I you see, back. but you see, like, could you say the same thing about Persona Five? Are you playing? I think you're playing that, aren't you? I I've I'm on the pretty much the perfect ending for persona five there so. you go so yeah can you say the same thing is, is there a boss that gave you that level of accomplishment when you finally learned every move set and then you, you by the time you finally kill it you got to hit like twice after honestly like 20, i don't think I, tries. I think i only struggled on on one boss for persona five royal that's okay uh, by the way it's, it's okay for games to not be like crushingly difficult this isn't like some holier than thou kind of argument here but i'm just saying that the level of accomplishment you feel with dark souls is unique to games like amazing because i remember i've sent you messages when i was doing one of the demon soul bosses (laughs) when i finally beat it and i was like i'm so proud of myself right now and you're like there you go yeah have you beat the tower knight you beat the tower knight right yeah fuck that guy by the way what about the flame lurker the what Okay. Yeah. No, the, yeah. The, the flame spider thing. The flame yeah, spider the, thing. The flame yeah, lurker. That's yeah. the one that I learned its move set to finally be able to fucking beat. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, all right, and and then there's one spot that you can go all the way back, 
wait for it to do its certain attacks, and then run all the way up, attack, 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 run all the way back, go all the way back again. Kind of cheesy. You could just learn how to dodge through the attacks. Hey, an effective strategy is an effective strategy. I know. First off, if you get too close, I'm going to sit on you and then fucking kill you with my little pincers. So, yes, I did did learn how to dodge his moves eventually. So, which would you say is the easiest from soft game and which one is the hardest so this is is gonna be uh i'm gonna try to like not get giddy and like stand up and face back and forth as i talk about these games uh so i haven't played demon souls unfortunately i never had a ps2 um but i would say dark souls is the easiest to pick up and play because like the big gimmick is that oh this boss attacks three times you know, that's the thing you have to learn. You know, most bosses attack twice, but this boss attacks three times, and it's a vertical slash, so you have to dodge to the side. You know, like, that's the big... And that's understandable, because it was, you know, basically still the first of its kind. So Dark Souls is kind of the easiest game to pick up and play again after a while. Um, I would... Although Bloodborne... I've picked up playing Bloodborne again, and it's not too bad uh, in terms of, of the difficulty, although it has the hardest tutorial island you can't even level up until after you fought or died to the boss i think that's so, why it's not playing and, it, and, it, and it's it. a super it's a super long it's like 30 enemies and then you get to a five minute boss fight i mean that's pretty brutal uh but i would say overall sekiro is the hardest um game at least for me because everything you've learned from all three dark souls games and bloodborne is shit in second <laughs> where you've learned to like dodge you know get behind the enemy and tap that dive and dodge yeah you got to grab the butt that's that's basically all of dark souls and bloodborne is is grab the ass uh the sekiro is no you stand your ground pussy and you fight this guy <laughs> and i think not only is that really hard but you do have to learn every attack because you have to parry it perfectly um, yeah or take posture damage, or, or take enough posture damage that he can break your posture and kill you. Just if you focus on what posture is, it's it's a second meter that if it fills up, you are staggered to the point that they they will kill you. Uh, so Sekiro was the hardest. The end boss in Sekiro, uh, the Sword Saint Ishin, is he is harder uh, than the the Bloodborne DLC boss. The uh, I forget his name, uh, the Orphan of Cost, which is an absolute pain. And I, I thoroughly recommend it. It took me like four or five days to beat it, but Victoria remembers hearing me scream when I did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Sword Saint Yixing is the hardest. He's got like 25 different moves. You have to learn to counter him. He's got four combos, and he can finish them like three different ways. So like, you really have to pay attention. And then he's got three health bars, which by the way, it can really break your spirit. And there's a boss before him that you have to fight. Like, there's a one boss who attacks differently, so you have to be in, like, a different mindset to kill the first boss, and then the second boss, uh, without spoiling, I'm going to spoil the whole thing, comes out of the first boss. And you're like, whoa! And then he beats your lily ass. <laughs> uh, like the bitch you are. And it takes a really long time to beat him, but it, once you do, though, it's I, I, it was probably one of the happiest moments I've had in gaming. Uh, so, yes, Sekiro, I'll, I'll let everyone know, is the hardest game. Uh, but I also think it's really satisfying because of it. Yeah. I, think, I think it's funny that you say that because Sekiro with the horse, like the horse little, the guy on the horse, <laughs> there's probably more than one guy on the horse, but in the beginning. Yobu, Matsuri, <laughs> Oniwa. Yes. 
He says yeah, it to you every part. time. He says yeah, it to you every time does. he opens. The fact that you don't know his name. Well, I haven't picked up the game since I played it at your place. Even what? though I, ha- I have it on my PC. I just, that was like three years ago. It has been a long, a long time. time but it has been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I do plan on visiting this year, so you'll okay. be seeing me. Well, I'll get my other vaccine in a week, and we can make out all you want, brother. Ah, I got my vaccine. We could definitely do it. Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, man. Blast but, um, particles. That that asshole. I don't know if I'm talking about the boss or you because none of you guys told me me I could parry the fucker and then that's when I beat him because I parried his fucking moves. So let me get this straight. You have to beat every enemy before him by parrying, right? Well, apparently this guy, you just just thought that magically you could not parry. This guy, you were just going to have to just use diplomacy. You're just going to have to bargain your way in. Is that <laughs> what you were thinking? Sir, please stop hitting me. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let's talk about well, this. <laughs> this is a for. This is from the creators of Dark Souls. I was figuring that it's a boss. You're not going to be able to parry the fucker. All right. Some games you can't parry if it's a fucking boss. Okay. Well, that is the best part. Is that every attack that doesn't have like the warning sign is parryable. Yeah, and Which, then when one, you do it, by the way, you're just you feel like a badass. Yeah, and I, I killed him, and I, it probably the and, only reason why I killed you, him was because you you know you were drunk. So yeah, and you probably masturbated on the way home. I mean, it's just a feeling yeah, you just can't. Yeah, on the drive, every stoplight, you know, it's 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 just <laughs> every red light on fucking that there are a lot of red lights on 192. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I know that because I've masturbated every one. <laughs> I got good at parrying in the game. Um, but what always throws me off is right when you think, all right, I got this fucker. I know his pattern. I can parry his shit. That's when you see the warning and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you're, like, you're getting ready and then you just panic and you just fucking push shit. <laughs> so that's, that's another fun part that I wanted to talk about is very few games do you feel nervous. Like you legit get butterflies. Like, I don't know about you, but if you're having trouble with the boss and you haven't beat him and you finally, like, get him down to, like, the last 10%, I've choked. Like, I've literally gotten so nervous nope. that I, 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 I have gotten <laughs> hit by an attack. And you're like, did I, did I, did I just choke? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, that- I'm not hitting a free throw. You know, I'm not winning the championship. I'm sitting here in my living room in my underwear. I'm getting nervous to a boss fight. <laughs> that I I might have messaged you after I killed the Tower Knight because I got I got so and Demon Soul, sorry, changed the game completely. Oh, no, no, um I was literally I got him to an inch of health and he fuck I swear I dodged it, but I didn't apparently and he one of his moves killed me and I was so mad. I, I rage quit the game and I think I texted you right after. I'm like, I have to stop. I just rage quit. I, I had to stop. I had to stop. I, I, I had him to a speck of health and I was about to kill him, but he killed me and I just raged. I raged after. I I will say that besides League of Legends, even though when I rage in League of Legends, I continue playing like a fucking idiot. I don't know why yeah. I do that. Demon Souls. When I rage quit, I turn off the console. Don't even fucking play it. I go. I don't even play it again for at least a few hours or a, a year. So, 
Yeah. That's and, just the beauty of the game. Yep. And I will say with Dark Souls, fuck Blighttown. Yeah. They're having everything poison you. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And then you get to the bottom and it's a poison swamp. So you're like, oh boy, we're poison. I will but say, the- when I come down and visit, I'm going to make sure I'm playing Demon Souls so I'm ready to play Dark Souls and be able to dodge and feel like a badass when I'm playing and be like, look at me. I kill these people because <laughs> well, I practiced. <laughs> aside from like the crushing difficulty, uh, and it's really not, I, 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 this is going to sound weird. It's not hard in the conventional way that it's hard. It's just hard because you have to learn it. You know, like where other games, you just never will beat a boss the first time because it's just so fucking hard because it's just this bullet hell and there's constant crap, you know, that you just have to dodge. You know, it takes you 25 tries regardless. Like this is a game where, you know, you, as you saw, there's people that beat it without even taking damage. So it's a very different, it, it's not difficult in the fact that, you know, you'll never be great at it. It's difficult in the fact that it's that you have to learn to be great at it. Yeah. Um, so that's one of, that's a, a, a beautiful philosophy to it. The other, one of the other things that, that draws it to me, especially all the FromSoft games, is sort of the, uh, everything that happens is sort of baked into the story of the game. Like you all know, there's sort of video game mechanics that are just in a game that kind of will sometimes take the immersion away from it. You know, there's some things that do that. Uh, but the fun part about the From games is that when you die, that's actually baked into the lore of the game. Like when you die in Dark Souls, like your character actually dies and is resurrected at the nearest bonfire. And there's people at the bonfire, you know, that, that have that problem that they'll die. And they, they get up and they die and they do that same problem for 50 years, you know, like other characters in the game. Like you meet them and they'll continue to fight and then they'll die. And then they'll say, I'm done doing this. Like I cannot face this challenge. I literally cannot beat it. And they'll basically sit and they'll go hollow, as they call it in the game, where you sort of become a mindless zombie. It's You're essentially becoming senile. And I think that's a, a beautiful metaphor for life. I don't know if you guys have met any any people, but as you'll notice, um, there's a lot of people that die. Not a huge amount, but a significant portion of people will die like their first four or five years out of retirement. And the reason they die is because they just don't do anything. Like they they just sort of like decay in a way. And you know, you've probably met people who are like 70 and act like they're 50 and, and sort of uh, uh, like that, and they do that because they stay active. They continue to engage. You know, they learn new things. And I think that's such a great metaphor for life is that you only, you only, you only fail when you quit in Dark Souls. Is that if you continue, so, you will eventually win. But like the people you meet, uh-huh. we should go to a nursing home with Dark Souls, <laughs> and just like here, play this. It'll make you feel better about life. <laughs> it took the words right out of my mouth. So yeah, <laughs> the great thing I I think about from software games is that like for instance i played demon souls for a while and then i picked up ghost of tsushima and i i stopped after a couple hours with ghost of tsushima because i realized i have too many games on my backlog to beat but it made other games that are trying to be similar uh from software games easier in my opinion because like i went into ghost of tsushima and all the people that tried fighting me i was like you guys are easy to me because like i just came from playing demon souls where you're just getting attacked by 50 bajillion people 
and then you go to another game where it's like two or three enemies trying to attack you. You're like, this is nothing. Give me more people to it, fight. I, they do make you realize how shallow the combat of most games really are. Once you've played a game with such a sort of like a deep sort of combat system, you know, like if you look at us, if you look at Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, any of the modern Assassin's Creed, the way you kill the first enemy is the same way that you'll kill the last enemy. You know, it's the yeah. exact same system. I found it funny because actually the combat system in the first Assassin's Creed is better than the ones in the modern one. I found that interesting. But, it, you know, it really does. You you realize once you see a game that's put so much effort into making a combat system that you can make mistakes and then learn from, you, you know, like you create such a higher skill ceiling. When you play a game with a lower skill ceiling, you're like, well, this is garbage. Anybody could make this, even though we know that's not true. But it, it does. <laughs> Once you get in that that sort of uh, that soul's mindset, you know, like if I get to a part in a game where I die, like I don't care. I am going to die 50 times in a row. Like even the game will say, you should try lowering the difficulty. And I'm like, did I fucking ask you? <laughs> you know, I've had that. I've gotten to parts in games where they're like, you should lower the difficulty because you're getting your ass beat. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I came here to get my ass beat, and it, it, it actually cre- it changes the way you play games. There's uh, one so game in particular that Souls has really prepared me for, and that's Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah? You know, yeah. I have to say, if I went from Demon Souls to playing Monster Hunter, I, th- I think I'd be better at Monster Hunter because of it. Yeah. I'm going to take your word for it because I've never played Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is not a Souls game per se. It's all about the boss battles. But the dodge mechanics and learning the like monster skill set is is the core of that game, amongst you know you know building weapons out of their body parts. Oh, I always see dancing cats like making food, so um, I'll take your word for it. It is. I think you enjoyed Monster Hunter. Yeah, because I mean, I, I want a game where dancing cats make me food. Yeah, that's it, that's great, and their food looks fucking delicious, and you're like, I want to try that. Yeah, that game is all about preparation. Basically, you know what you're going up against, and you have to prepare. Like, okay, this you know particular monster breathes fire. Maybe I should build some fire-resistant clothing, and uh, let me eat some food to increase my stamina or whatever that you need for that fight. And then you go in there, and then you just beat their ass. See, but there's, there's, there's no monsters that you're trying to... <laughs> The monsters you're trying to find, you're like, oh, all right, found this monster, let's fight it. Then there'll be three other different massive mo- monsters coming in and being like, no, we're going to fuck you up before you even decide to go, go back to fight this That's the Monster Hunter thing, though. Like, imagine Dark Souls where you're fighting a boss and then all of a sudden another boss comes in and you have to fight them off, too. Oh, you mean like in Dark Souls? <laughs> <laughs> or in or, uh, Sekiro? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or, or, or in Bloodborne? I want to know about Bloodborne uh, uh, okay. because okay. I, I just Tutorial Island just takes forever. And I, <laughs> yeah. it, that is in all in all of those games, uh, but yes, the the multiple monsters you should do it in Sekiro because it's the most soul crushing. Uh, there's a, a monster you fight called the Guardian Eight, and it's terrible. It actually will if you get too far from him, he will crap in his hand and throw it at you, <laughs> and it does poison damage. So you know he's been eating the good stuff. Um, <laughs> But after you kill him, if you go in a, if you go in the right path, an hour later you will fight two of them at once in a smaller arena, so you actually have to be even more conscious of what's going on. Yeah. 
feel your pain. I'm glad to hear that Monster Hunter kind of does it scratch the same itch as the, yeah. the Soulsborne series? Does it have a deep plot that you have to read item descriptions or watch YouTube no, videos to no understand? Plot. The plot uh, okay. is the, there's a there's village. monsters there's monsters protect the village <laughs> protect the ecosystem mm. that that's about protect it. Protect the ecosystem by killing all the monsters. Own, but and then so you, you protect the, the ecosystem by killing all the creatures in it. Not well, there'll, there'll be there's creatures that shouldn't oh, be there okay. that are there, and you're like you got to find out why they're there and uh, okay. all this. And there there's one monster I actually think till this day Eric and I have never been because there's two of them and it's the Kieran. I don't think we've ever been Yo, the Kieran yet. Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. The, the we'll describe the Kieran in a second, but this game has you f- fighting off like dinosaur-looking monsters, dragons, um, dragons that can bury like like they dig into the ground and then come up somewhere else. We're talking about some crazy oh, no. shit, some crazy shit, and the ones that we have uh, uh, issue beating. Is this little horse thing that is, is? It's a unicorn. It's a fucking unicorn. It's, it's a lightning small. unicorn. It's, it's a, a Karen. unicorn. The Karen's a monster from mythological times too. So and it's like a Scottish, right? Yeah, Scottish, I think it is. Maybe. Or it, or it's Nordic, and it's one of them. It's probably Nordic. But it's Nordic, just a Nordic tiny flavor, little unicorn, and I swear to you, every time we fucking die, I I I die a little inside. I'm just like we can take down these massive beasts. This fucking unicorn fucks us up. I um, I I don't think we ever beat it. Beat that monster, to be honest. I have like oh, you I have to in the story. Oh yeah. Well, I meant like the mission that we tried doing. I don't think we ever um, beat them yeah, in because there's two of them. Yeah. It took us almost. They give you a time frame to beat these bosses, right? You have an hour yeah, to find normal, them. Yeah trap them or beat them or whatever and f- for the kieran we did it with like I, and i kid you not like 30 seconds to spare like we would have <laughs> lost this mission in 30 seconds but we we beat them and then a few missions later we we get this one where we have to fight two of them and we're just like well fuck us right so that's, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like here's two of them what you said two that's good well, good no, though. Man. It gives you a goal that you need to reach for, you know. So instead of solving your your real life problems, you can solve your virtual problems, and exactly. it'll give you this, and it'll give you the same sense of accomplishment, which is you know debatable whether that's a good thing or not. But uh, you know, that's the that's the world we're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, considering I've only yes. played Dark Souls three and Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, you have to say it with my bad accent, not your bad accent. Sorry. What? Yes. What game would you recommend from so- from Soft to me, knowing the consoles that I have, which is basically just the PC at this point? You could sell your PC and with the money get a PS4 and play Bloodborne, because it is the best of the, of the whole series, bar none. It's the coolest. If someone was to ask you right now, Eric, what do you feel was the best Lovecraftian game ever made? What would you what would you say? A all the years, game? all the video games. Which one do you feel best was the most Lovecraftian of all of them? Uh, I have uh, I can't pick 
anything. Honestly, I can't even think of a Lovecraftian game. Matt, any 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 ideas? No. <laughs> so Bloodborne is the best Lovecraftian game ever made. And for those of you who are not too familiar with HP Lovecraft, uh, it's this where the Cthulhu mythos comes from. This is really the most popular one, but it's the idea of that existential cosmic horror, the idea of something, seeing something so terrible that you go insane. That's kind of the, the grasp of, of H.P. Lovecraft. Bloodborne does that better than any other game. There's all, you know, Amnesia Dark Descent is another sort of Lovecraftian kind of where you, you kind of lose your sanity and it's important for you to stay sort of like, you know, clear-headed. Uh, but it's the core of the Bloodborne story is man's desire to continue to evolve. So sort of think of it as like Ghost in the Shell in Victorian England. That's kind of the best way I could, if I was to try to sum it up in like one sentence, uh, that would be it. But it's the basic idea that people find, because, uh, you know, humans were used to being the top dog and just in everything. We're, we've been top of the food chain essentially for a long time, uh, barring single-celled organisms. But they find something that's greater than them, that's gone from this world, that we know ascended. And we want to do that. We want to ascend as well. So we there two different camps try to do it in the Bloodborne game. Uh, and one fails really miserably. One tries to in, ingest the blood and ends up almost killing the entire world. And the other one tries to do it through uh, their brain. They try to learn from them and, and try to study them and, and gain insight, as they call it. Uh, and those two competing schools of thought is, is the world that you kind of are brought into. In the beginning, you know none of this. You don't know anything about the Bergenworth scholars. You don't know anything about the healing church. You know, all you're told is just to seek pale blood. You don't even know what any of that means. So you unravel it through killing the, the beast that you find and speaking with a few survivors. And you eventually find those who did not ascend and you find these ancient ones and you get to, to get a chance to, uh, to realize that our quest for power has created the destruction of our world. So you try to kill all those sources of power to bring the world back to an equilibrium. So it's like really the absolute best Lovecraftian sort of theory that you've ever seen in games. Because even when you're super powerful, you don't feel powerful in the game. It's not a, a power fantasy. No matter how high level you get, you know, there's bosses that will beat you. And it doesn't say, you know, enemy defeated or, you know, like it does in Dark Souls. It says nightmare slain. You know, the idea isn't that you've conquered something, it's that you've ended something terrifying. And actually, the more insight, which is an actual item, it's a quantifiable uh, stat that you get in the game, you start to see more and more terrifying things. Like there's huge beasts, we're going to call, they're called amygdalas, which is this huge brain-like organism with a bunch of limbs and everything. You'll start seeing them just hanging from buildings, buildings that you walked past 200 times all of a sudden you look up and you see that there's this huge tentacled monster that's been hanging from it the whole time. <laughs> you know, you'll start to see creatures will have eyes that you didn't see. Some creatures will even have different attacks that are really spooky. Um, and it just really creates this existential dread. Uh, and, and I feel, uh, you know, we can talk about this for 19 hours, but of any video game, Bloodborne has the single best story of any one game. Like there's games that have like nine or seven, you know, these thousands of sequels that have a more developed story, but there's never a game that's just one game that has a better story than Bloodborne. And you are welcome to beat it and then spend three weeks watching all the lore videos for all the things you missed. And it's okay, I miss them too. And then you'll be like, wow, this is a really great story. 
So there you go. So, so sell your PC me. and get a PS4. <laughs> but just so you know, just so you know, at some point I have a sneaking suspicion they're either going to make, they're going to optimize it for the PS5 or they might release a PC version because there's a lot of crazy people like me that, that want to play it at like 60 frames a second because the PS4 version just chugs, you know, on, on some encounters. So, Okay, well, that's something uh, if, for me to look forward to. Just so you know, if you're looking to sell your computer, I might be interested <laughs> You know, uh, make me an offer. Oh, uh, uh, we could also just do what we could barter because I've got a PS4 now. You know, if you want to trade it, it runs like a like a. In fact, it's got the Bloodborne disc in it right now. So hey, all you gotta just plug it in, and turn it on. Uh, I, I think good? I'll keep my PC. Okay, okay. well, <laughs> mull it over, mull it over. You know, there's a, there's a, you know it's a crazy world out there. Sometimes you need the comfort of a PS4, you know, and all the hassle of a PC can can really you know aggravate you sometimes. Maybe you want the convenience of a PlayStation Four. So, Bloodborne, Bessel's <laughs> game, basically, is what you're saying. Absolutely. It's the only game where in order to carry somebody, you shoot them in the face. So you're actually telling me there's a story in Bloodborne? Yeah, well, if you, <laughs> if you play more than the first 20 minutes, you might find there is one. <laughs> All right, I think we should end on that note. Ben, thank you for coming on and talking to us about Souls games. Um, thank you. Thank you for letting me talk for 25 minutes nonstop about something I love. Hey, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, everybody that's listening, uh, if you haven't played any of the Souls games, now you know. Uh, start with Bloodborne. Get a PS4, or hopefully it'll be on a uh, at, on PC market at some point, or maybe a PS5 release. Who knows? Uh, any closing notes from you guys? Uh, no, nothing that I have. Get on YouTube, and there's thousands of lore videos. Uh, that's one thing we didn't even start to talk about. Uh, there's conspiracy theories. They're like very few games. Oh. And uh, hey, Ben froze, froze. There we go. That's our <laughs> notes. <laughs> Where lore did game. we go? <laughs> and, uh, he's probably saying there's Just a lot of conspiracy. There he goes. Okay, he's back. There he is. There he is. <laughs> oh, it was the Illuminati. They did it. No, there's, there's actual conspiracy videos in YouTube with details in the game that back it up and you know, you're not going to find that. And then, you know, they, they actually check out and I was hoping to talk about those, but you know, uh, we don't have time, but yes, the, that's just a beautiful way to expand your love. Oh no. What is happening right now? It's probably spectrum spectrum internet. Okay. That's what I'm assuming he has. Oh man. Okay. Well, we will wrap this up and then uh, we'll bring Ben back on at some point and we'll talk about those conspiracy theories because now i'm very intrigued what about what, what do you think matt oh i'm intrigued that i turned on my ps5 to see if i had bloodborne installed and i do so there you I, go i think that's telling me to fucking play <laughs> <laughs> all right again thanks ben we'll uh, we'll definitely bring you back on because uh now i'm kind of interested in these conspiracy theories and hopefully <laughs> these, uh, the, these internet problems will go away but probably not. Yeah, I think we uh we lucked out and it's it's literally doing it at the end and not in the middle of it. So all right, thanks again for coming and listening to us on the Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. We'll see you next time. Next time.